Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of The Next Chapter with myself, your host, Gabe Alt here. Guys, I hope everyone is doing well. Everyone is staying safe. Guys, I have, we have a very special guest coming on the show for you guys today. Tara Lynch, one of my good friends and colleagues who I go to, or, yep, who I go to Ithaca College with, will be coming on the show, and she is someone that I really idolize. She has accomplished so much, so much in just a small amount of time. She just got a new job as a news reporter at in uh, Elmira in upstate New York. So we're going to get her on the show right now. So without further ado, let's get into it. Welcome, Tara. Thank you for joining us today on the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to be here. I know you're uh, very busy now. Uh, if you want to tell the listeners the big news, I think uh, everyone kind of knows now. But uh, if you, for people that don't know, Tara, do you want to tell them what's going on? Sure. Yes. Uh, very excited. Just uh, starting a great opportunity as a reporter at WETM, uh, graduating early from Ithaca College and just getting on with uh, with my career. It's been a dream of mine to be a reporter. And uh, now that that day is finally here, it it's awesome. It's a great feeling. And, you know, huge props to you. That's, you know, it's very unique when someone our age, well, you're a year older than me, but, you know, gets a, a job opportunity that early, especially, you know, with Corona and everything, because, you know, jobs and the economy is absolutely terrible. Um, but that, you know, that that's, you deserve it. I mean, this is a, a great opportunity. Um, how do you feel about graduating, uh, you know, in a couple of months? It's definitely stressful, but, you know, I think, you know, one of the most stressful parts about graduating is finding that first job. And fortunately for me, it was the reverse, I guess. Um, <laughs> I got the, I found the job and then, um, you know, circumstances led me to be able to graduate early. And you know, I'm just really grateful to the Park School of Communications and, you know, to everybody who has helped me along this path because I wouldn't have been able to make these quick adjustments on the fly in, you know, about a month and a half to, uh, you know, now be living in Elmira and, uh, you know, be able to, to start my job and, and to be, you know, reporting on stories in the twin tiers. So um, I'm just really grateful because I didn't, I did definitely did not get here alone. And uh, a lot of people have helped me. So it's, it's great, but it's a little scary. I will say now I'm, now I'm like a real adult, I guess, because <laughs> we're graduating in just a few months. Yeah. I mean, now you're, you know, you're not at the studio at, at park. You're, you're like, this is, this is legit now. I mean, not, 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 I'm saying like, you know, park isn't legit, but this is like the, you know, this is adulthood. Like you're here, you, you've made the the next step. Um, and, and your resume definitely has more than enough on it to, to show uh, that you're going to be a phenomenal reporter. Um, you know, just look at the stats you have at park. I mean, you were on everything <laughs> over there, you know? Maybe, maybe not everything, but I tried to work my way around. And I think, you know, that's one of the things that I always tell people, um, just diversify yourself because you never know what position you will end up being in or where you might actually want to go. Um, for me, I originally, when I was 10 years old, I said I wanted to be a sports reporter and through, you know, paying more attention to the news and watching people, watching the news, but also watching how people deliver the news. I realized that, you know, I really liked morning television, for example, and that was something that wasn't even on my radar when I first sought out to be a reporter or be um, on TV. 
And now I'm in this, you know, different moment where, you know, I'm going to be a reporter, a news reporter and, uh, you know, going out on the multimedia journalist track and, Hey, you never know. I mean, just, I, I tried to do a little bit of everything. I think it also helps you as a reporter to understand, um, different positions on a show, different, uh, types of journalism and re- different reporting styles. Cause then, you know, you can flip from say they need you, you know, being in Elmira, the Buffalo bills right now are doing great. Um, so say they need me on a bill story. Well, I've done sports coverage. So I, <laughs> this is weird. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So yeah, I think you're right. You know, if you can, the more you bring to the table, you know, whether it's journalism, reporting, uh, radio, if you can bring, you know, different aspects, you know, whether it's news, sports, um, I think that's, that's, you know, makes you even more valuable to, you know, whatever, uh, area you want to go into, because, in, you know, as you said, like, if they want you to cover a bill's you know, game, you can do that because you have the experience of, of reporting in sports. Um, you know, I see we have a, a phenomenal football team. So, you know, we have Bombers Live. Um, I remember I had a couple of friends who were silent reporters. So you definitely get to, you know, diversify your portfolio um, when you're at IC. And I think it's really important when you get into the into the real world, you know? Definitely. And I think pushing yourself in the classroom as well. You know, being a journalism major, I had opportunities both at ICTV and WICB, as well as through my degree to pursue a lot of different stories. So, you know, I've covered everything from Title IX uh, in Division Three athletics, which I did my freshman year, all the way to um, jurisdiction discrepancies between the federal government and uh, tribal communities in Arizona along the U.S.-Mexico border. So, like, you know, you never quite know what different aspects you're going to take from those experiences and where, you know, those stories are going to go and and then where your passions lie after that. Yeah, no, 100%. And something that, you know, I think we all have have had time to cope with is this coronavirus. I mean, it's definitely put stuff on hold. Uh, For me personally, uh, I'm taking the semester off. Um, just because, you know, going back to IC, uh, being stuck in a dorm room, uh, just was, it wasn't for me, you know, I just, I couldn't just be up there, um, you know, in a small room, you know, everything would be online. And, uh, I think, you know, before that, when we were actually sent home in March, uh, you started your own show, the next big thing, right? I did. Yes. I started an Instagram TV show. I'm a person who likes to be busy, and who thrives on having a, a schedule and getting everything done. So I knew that without ICTV, we didn't have the remote capabilities that we did in fall 2020 um, because, you know, every the world abruptly shut down. So, you know, news networks at the highest level were trying to figure out how to do remote coverage, and so were we. So I took that time to continue to improve and find a way to um, – share news. I call it infotainment news, a mix of news and entertainment. Uh, With that 18 to 25 year old demographic, I had a lot of friends who were telling me that they weren't watching the news because it was so sad and so depressing. And, you know, while it is a challenge right now to watch the news and, uh, and to kind of work through all of these um, difficult times that everybody is in, it is still important. And I wanted to create a show that was accessible um, to that demographic, I felt like that was missing a little bit. Um, and and it, it was great. I got to interview a lot of great people, um, hear a lot of great stories and uh, get a lot of great feedback. And it really helped me to grow as a reporter. So I'm really grateful for that experience. 
Yeah, and I think you know, that was a phenomenal show. I watched uh, basically every every single episode. I appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, um, because you know it was. I think you're right. You know, the the news today is very like doom and gloom, and there's always you know someone, some reporter saying something negative about whether it's politics or coronavirus or you know something going crazy, you know, in in the United States. And you know, I think if you throw in some positive stuff, it, people actually will will tune in and watch. You know, even if it's like, you know, silly celebrity stuff or, or movie stuff, like people be like, oh, you know, that's actually pretty interesting. You know, I remember me personally, when I, you know, started following the election, you know, um, this crazy election between Biden and Trump, like I was watching CNN on a daily basis. I think from like September to, you know, November was watching it just, just to see what was going on. But it was all negative. Like there was nothing positive coming out of it. There, it was just all just negative 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 and i think that's you know that's hard for people to, to sit there and actually watch you know definitely i think you know it's it's very important now more than ever that that we stay informed and um just as as citizens and you know as journalists that's my job to uh bring the the best information the most accurate information that i can uh to viewers so i tried to do that on my own and then uh, when ICTV and WICV radio started up again this past fall, I was able to uh, bring what I had learned from the next big thing to those uh, platforms as well. And we kept the next big thing going. Uh, right now, my, my schedule is a little uh, a little tight with class and, <laughs> and a full-time job. So next big thing, we'll be taking a bit of a, a pause. But, um, it, you know, it still is a great, it's a great medium. I think we are moving as an industry journalism and broadcast journalism is moving to a very integrated platform where traditional media sources are being combined with digital media. And it's a, it's a very interesting time from that technology perspective to uh, be in this business. Uh, you see, you know, every industry from, you know, newspapers all the way to, you know, TV and radio that are really utilizing uh, social media. So figured it was, it was a good time for me to start too. Yeah, no, 100%. I think, you know, people nowadays, and I, I think everyone's super busy. So, you know, maybe back like 10, 15 years ago, you get home from work and you sit on the couch at like 630, you watch, you know, the six o'clock news. But now it's like, nobody really does that. And so that's why we need to start utilizing like as you were doing with the next big thing, like Instagram, like quick, you know, 15 ish, 10 minute segments, just throw that on Instagram, put that on, you know, IGTV, and then people will watch that. I mean, you can see the numbers, they grow exponentially. When people just put like short videos of quick information on there. And it's like, oh, people will actually watch that because, you know, it's it's right there in their hand, you don't have to go like, go home and sit in front of the couch and turn the TV on and like, potentially find you know if it's on or not it's like it's right there in your hand you can just get it go into the instagram app and boom you you see what's going on in the world basically um so yeah so another thing i wanted to bring up was um this is kind of just like a personality thing but how hard working you are you know i think the biggest thing and, and on this show we talk a lot about hard work and and perseverance and how important you know a strong work ethic is um whether it's whatever you're doing, sports, uh, journalism, art, whatever it is. And you definitely have that strong work ethic, you know, because it's, it's, it's very hard for people to, to find that work ethic. Where do you think that work ethic comes for, for, for you? Well, first, I really appreciate you saying that. It means a lot. Um, I think for me, I've always been 
involved in a lot of different things. And I'm very grateful for my parents for, for helping me to have all those experiences. I was um, a competitive Irish dancer all the way from elementary, before elementary school even, um, through high school, I was a soccer player, a varsity starter for five years um, at my at my school, uh, high school included. And, you know, I think just having those experiences where, okay, you know, I have to get up in the morning, I have to go to school, I have to make sure that, you know, in study hall, I'm trying to get my homework done. I'm not, um, you know, sitting around goofing off with my friends. Uh, I have to then, you know, get ready and go to practice right after school. And, um, maybe even on some nights during the week, go straight from soccer practice to dance class and um, managing, you know, if I was in the passenger seat, managing to maybe get a, another 30 minutes of studying in on the drive or uh, on the drive home or what have you. If I was driving, of course, no studying was happening then, but <laughs> trying just to think through and take that 30 minutes or whatever as time for myself to just breathe for a minute go to dance class, come home and, and then, you know, finish any homework I had left and, you know, try to get to bed uh, early, which I always did really well in high school, I will say. So that's definitely carried over now as well. And um, I think for me, it's just all about thinking about where your goals are and how are you going to get there? You know, high school, it was getting to college. Now in, in college, it was getting to this moment. And I think, you know, at this moment, it's just how can I keep improving as a reporter? I never want to stay stagnant. I always look to grow, um, whether that's, you know, individually or, or grow as a team. Um, and I'm always looking to get better. And I welcome feedback. I welcome criticism. I welcome any sort of comment because in overall, you know, that's definitely going to make me better. Right. And I think, I mean, that mindset is phenomenal because I, I feel like I have a very similar mindset. It's like if you set just goals, like little goals that you can get to, like kind of like benchmarks, that puts you already ahead of a lot of other people because some people are just kind of, you know, going willy nilly, kind of just seeing how it goes. But if you actually have goals in mind, it actually, one, it drives you and two, it shows that you have like a passion and, and a need for doing the stuff you're doing. Um, you know, I think, you know, for me personally, you know, I think I'm, I love to work out. And when I think about working out, it's like, I don't, I go to the gym, of course, to, you know, it's a, a great way to de-stress and kind of just relax and just, you know, pump some iron. But, you know, I also have goals in mind. Like if I want to hit a PR or if I want to do a specific amount of sets, you know, I will like work nonstop to get to that goal. Um, and I also think, you know, actually this brings me to a point of, when I was, I was, I was scrolling through Instagram, you know, as one does, <laughs> and I saw this Instagram post. It was like two pictures. One of them was these, this man who, you know, was trudging up this mountain to get to the, I think it was like pot of gold or, or treasure chest or something. And the other one was this guy who was just, he just wanted to get to the top without any work. And I thought that was like an amazing metaphor because a lot of people don't want to put in the work. You know, they don't want to put in what's in between, you know, the bottom to the top. They just want to just go straight to the top. And I think you're a great example of, you know, someone that puts in the work like nonstop, you know, whether it's ICTV or, or doing your show on uh, Instagram, like you, you put in the hours. I think that's so, so important to whatever you're doing. Like you, you got to be willing to put in the time and the effort. It can't just be, you know, uh, you know, I'll do it like, you know, maybe Monday and then I'll like drop it for two weeks and come back to it. it's like no you have to be on a consistent grind on a daily basis to know that you're going to pursuing something that is, is you know something you want to do 
Exactly. I think, you know, working out is a great metaphor. And, you know, for me, running has always been a struggle. But, you know, you can't run a five minute mile if you can't run a 10 minute mile. So you start with a 10 minute mile and and you can work your way down. Um, And that's the same thing with, you know, for me reporting. I when I started, I started doing things in high school and even before that, just making videos on occasion, um, you know, whenever I could. And I watched a video that I made last week right before I moved uh, to the Elmira area and I made it in 2012 so I was 12 years old and I just looked at it and I said wow like think about where you were then and where you are now and just looking at you know everything I mean it was 12 years old but everything from that moment I kind of have developed okay this is how you talk on camera Um, looking at the camera the whole time I was not doing that in 2012 so it's really funny that (laughs) you know, just all of these things, you can get so bogged down by, oh, well, I didn't have enough energy when I said that word, or I wasn't as engaging on this sentence. But, you know, when you look at the whole journey, when you stop and turn around, you're like, wow, you know, I really have come a long way. So let me just focus on one thing at a time. And eventually in 12 more or eight more years, uh, I'll turn around and say, okay, yeah, you focus on one thing at a time. And, and now look where you are. So well, we don't know where that's yeah. going to be. I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, you know, I think that's, you know, exactly right. Like you see yourself progress. And if you see progression, that's, you know, you get the check mark, you get the gold star because that's what you want to see. You know, one of my beliefs and something that I really push for is, you know, becoming the best version of yourself. You know, we're always moving forward. We always want to be developing and growing. Like if you stop developing and growing, then it's just, well, one, I feel, I feel sad because, you know, everybody can always get better. You know, I feel that everyone should always be learning. You should be learning something new every day. You know, even if it's like a small thing, if you're like reading a book and you're like, oh, and I didn't, you know, I didn't know that fact. But if you're, if you're progressing yourself, if you're pushing yourself to become just a little bit better every day, you'll see it over long periods of time, you know, five, 10, maybe even 15 years. And you can see it in like your reporting, like, you know, didn't look at the camera. Now you like, I mean, do you ever not look at the like you're always looking at the camera exactly right, you know exactly and it's it, those are just the like i feel like you know people tend to forget it's like you have to win the little battles before you can actually you know get on the big stage or you win the big battles because you know if we're thinking in the sports you know analogy you know every, the reason that lebron james is the way he is or josh allen <laughs> <laughs> uh, is the way he is because they train behind closed doors and do the little things so often and so repetitively that when they come, you know, to the AFC championship or to the NBA finals, it's like, it looks like it's natural. It looks like it's, you know, something that is just a gift, but I mean, of course, you know, they're gifted athletes, but the, the time they put in to get to where they need to be is what they do behind closed doors is what they do, you know, when no one's watching. Exactly. And that's a hundred percent, you know, what you have to do and in, in anything, anything that you set your mind to, you can apply this. It's not just a, that's something that I've learned. It's not just a sports thing. I played sports growing up. I come from, you know, that competitive mindset, but that competitive mindset can be, can transform into um, just a drive to be the best that you can be at whatever, whatever it is. Um, It can be a hobby. It can be your job. It can be, whatever your studies um, depends on, you know, where you are, I guess, in, you know, school and in life, but it can really transfer very easily. 
Right. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's also very important that you carry those lessons with you because I think learning, you know, with when you go through life, you're going to learn a lot of lessons through failure, through mistakes, uh, good and bad. And it's important to take those lessons. You know, I think sometimes we tend to just kind of put those lessons in the back burner. We're like, eh, you know, I'm not going to need that. But in reality, it's like we all need to keep those lessons and keep that kind of like, okay, you know, I learned this you know, five years ago, but it can still apply to me today. You know what I mean? Definitely. A hundred percent. I think, you know, even if we don't think about it, you know, for example, looking at the camera, um, that is something now that is so natural. We were just talking about that before, but that's a little lesson that maybe I don't think about that all the time, but it's something that is in the back of my mind that, you know, okay, yeah, I have to look at the camera. I can't drift my eyes off because if I do, even an inch, it's going to look really, really weird to the viewer at home. So um, just trying to develop those natural instincts. And then, you know, as I said, just take a second and stop and turn around because you never know until you turn around just how far you've actually come. Right. And so kind of going in a different direction here, um, I think we're, well, you're 20, right? 20. 20 years old or 21? 20. 20. Okay. So we're, we're like, I'm 19, so close enough. Um, like, at 20 years old, you've been given the, the beautiful opportunity to start your life, to begin a, a new journey um, as a reporter. And how does that make you feel? I mean, most people tend, you know, when they graduate, they're like 22, 23, uh, even maybe even 24, 25. Like you have a, a five-year advantage on a, a lot of people, actually. How, how does that kind of like, what are the feelings or emotions that you have with that? I think a lot of it is just excitement and gratitude. Um, if I said I wasn't nervous, you know, I would be lying. Of course, I'm nervous. Uh, <laughs> of course, you know, it's definitely just as, you know, it's a little bit scary. But I think, you know, one of my favorite things and uh, most of the people who know me know that I love Grey's Anatomy. But when Christina, if nobody's seen it, this is a spoiler. So spoiler alert, if you haven't seen this part of Grey's Anatomy, it was, I think, in season 10 when Christina Yang, um, she leaves the show, the best friend of Meredith Grey. And her departing line at the end of this show was just, it really stuck with me. And essentially, it's a very long quote, but I'll paraphrase it here. Um, you know, it's basically about, you know, you could stand in in the face of fear and tremble and not move and be stuck and stagnant or you could jump into the unknown and assume it will be brilliant and that's kind of the motto that I've had I was of course nervous when I graduated high school to go to college I was very um you didn't know how it was going to pan out I was really hoping I could be a reporter someday but I didn't know how I was going to get there because you know you walk around the park school and you hear about all of these successful alumni in various fields. And, right. you know, for me, I was like, oh, my goodness, I don't know how I'm going to do it. Like, how am I going to get to my goals? But I think through a lot of mentorship through Park, whether that be students or faculty and just pushing myself and learning along the way, you know, I got to this moment where, as I said, I'm very grateful to everyone who has helped me along the way. Um, there's a, definitely a long list of people and a long line behind me who have <laughs> been helping and pushing me. And um, I'm just really excited. I'm grateful to WETM for giving me this opportunity uh, to, to represent them and 
you know, help tell the stories of, of the Elmira area and the Twin Tiers in, in New York and Pennsylvania. So it's just, I mean, it's exciting. It's, it's just gratifying. There's just so many different emotions. And uh, I'm, I'm just grateful to be here, grateful to represent Park and Ithaca College as well. And yeah, I'm just super excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, and, I would, and I would be too. I mean, you know, I think one of the things that I really believe in, and, you know, I kind of learned this lesson going into college my freshman year, um, was, you know, if you do what you love, you know, it, the, it, the, the passion and the opportunities will come to you. You know what I mean? Like, it will, they will show themselves. It may take a while, but eventually they will show themselves to you. And I think that's, you know, so just miraculous and, and fantastic. That you've been given this job opportunity because you are doing something that you love. You know, a lot of people in this world, and it's sad to say, are, are working a nine to five that they dread. You know, they wake up on Monday morning and, you know, they're just like, oh, I don't want to, you know, go to wherever they were, they're going, you know, and you've and you are just so passionate about, you know, reporting and news and sports that, you know, the hard work and everything you've done to get here is, you know, is showing itself. It's showing that like when you, when you love something as much as, you know, you love reporting that, that the opportunities will come, you know, but you just got to be willing to, as we said before, you know, put in the work, put in the hours, you know, I mean, I can't even imagine how many hours you spent at a park, um, in those studios. And in, the, in I don't that, even know. Uh, I call it my second know. home, actually. I call because honestly, it is my second home. Like my, my, I'm originally from uh, the Connecticut area. So that's where my parents live. So that's my first home. My second home in college was the park school. And then my third home was definitely my dorm room. Um, so yeah, I just, I really recommend if in a lot of people too, they either, they might not know what they're interested in or, um, they might be interested in everything. I was interested in everything in high school. I loved math. I loved science. I loved English and history. And I, for me, television is a great combination. I know that a lot of people say communication majors will say, oh, I'm a communication major because I'm not good at math. Well, that is just simply not true. We use math all the time, whether it's time yeah. or it's, um, you know, in graphic design, you have to lay everything out properly with, you know, inches and different measurements. So we, we use it all the time. So this is where my, you know, my reference is going. If you are interested in everything, for me, this was the perfect job. Because I'm using history as context. I'm using English, obviously, to tell my story uh, to the viewers. Um, I am also speak Spanish, so using foreign language to uh, tell a story in a different way. Um, using math and science as a way to construct my story, whether that be the time that it has to be or how long certain things are or how I'm moving in between and then Obviously, this is a very creative medium. You can edit something in any way and make it as creative as possible. Uh, so I think you just have to find what you're passionate about. If you're passionate in art, go for it. If you're passionate in math, go for that. It really depends on you know where you fall. If you don't know, try it. You never know unless you try. Um, I never did entertainment reporting. I tried it. It was super fun. And hey, maybe I'll get to use it again in the future. I, I have no idea. Right now, my focus is on, you know, general assignment reporting every day. But you never know. I might get a lifestyle story and I can fall back on that experience. So I just think expose yourself to as many things as you can. And if you have a passion, run with it. 
Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I think you know sometimes. I mean, when you go to college and you're a freshman, you feel like there's just so many different directions you can go, and I think that's actually a good thing because you know you have the ability to try all these different things, and it doesn't have to be just you know communications. It could be you know art. It could be acting. It could be you know if you want to become a lawyer or a doctor, like explore your options because I think a lot of us tend to just like you know pick something and just run with it. Even if we don't even like it, we just kind of just run with it. We're like, you know, this seems like a safe job or this kind of seems like a safe major. We'll just go with it no matter if you like it or not. And that's, you know, that's not really the best of ways to go. I think if you are passionate about something, whether it's communications or outside of communications, you, you should just go for it. You know, that's the perk. That's like the perks of being young, you know, between the ages of like 17 to, well, you're, you're probably like 30, like those years are when you can explore and, and develop yourself and find your passion. You know, you can do stuff that, you know, you can't do <laughs> when you're like 40, 50 years old, because at that point you have a family, you have a job, you have, you know, mortgage to pay. You know, this is the time where you can really go and just be like, okay, what do I want to do? What can I, you know, how much, how can I get all this experience in, in this amount of time before, you know, we got to eventually get into a job and, and settle down. Definitely. You know? And I think, you know, you were talking about different classes that you can take and, you know, that's something that I tried to do too, you know, jump outside of your comfort zone. Cause you never know. I secretly always wanted to take an acting class. I was very intimidated because Ithaca college has one of the best musical theater programs in the country. <laughs> that um, is true. Going to their shows. That is true. The plug now for the theater department, going to their shows is like going to a Broadway show. Um, but you oh, know, yeah. One of my 100%. friends, very close friend of mine, actually studied musical theater in college. And, you know, for me, I was like, hey, maybe I could take, you know, a couple of, you know, lessons with her just because it gets you outside of that comfort zone. You get to learn something new. Now, I ended up moving to uh, New York State, but, you know, we're, we're thinking about doing it over FaceTime. So just trying to push yourself just to learn something, even if it isn't in a classroom, just learning from the people around you. Everybody's had different experiences and you know, for me, that makes me a better journalist because that's what journalists are. They're they're storytellers. They're, you know, the scribes, essentially. And they're telling the stories of the people around them. Um, so if I can at least, you know, relate to somebody because I took an acting class or, you know, went to a Broadway musical or something, um, then, you know, we have that instant connection. So just trying to jump outside that comfort zone. Because, again, you never know when that's going to be helpful. Right. Exactly. And speaking of like jumping out of your comfort zone, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're living in Elmira by yourself. I am. I am living in uh, this area um, by myself, my first apartment. So I'm very excited about it. Um, but I'm you know, very <laughs> excited to meet everybody uh, from the station. I've already gotten to connect with some people virtually. So uh, it's definitely great. It's a it's an awesome community here in the twin tiers and I just can't wait to get out into the field and, and meet some more people in the community. Yeah. And so, I mean, we're both from Connecticut and Connecticut's very dense, you know, a little, maybe Westport more than Cheshire. Um, but you know, we, we've been living this past year mm -hmm. with our families, you know, don't get me wrong. I love my family, but I've kind of had enough <laughs> of them. <laughs> um, but now you're, on your own, how, how does, how does that kind of feel? You know, you, you're like, you know, taking that big leap forward or, or step forward and in, into, you know, being your, your own, you know, functioning human being. I know. Of society. It's like adult. It's like the hashtag adulting <laughs> shirts. Um, 
understood <laughs> it until, you know, a couple of days ago. But, you know, I was, I'm very grateful now, you know, because of this quarantine that I was able to spend that time with my family um, just because, you know, I didn't know that this opportunity was going to present itself in March when, you know, we were all sent home. Um, so I'm really grateful that we got to spend that time. I'm very close with my parents. Uh, I'm an only child, so uh, we're all very close, and I miss them dearly. I miss my pets as well. So if you're listening, hi, everyone. Um, but, you know, I think it's just it's, – it's definitely going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot that I, you know, have to, to learn as well. It's going to be a learning curve, but uh, successfully – Made I, I the good news is is that I've always loved to cook and bake, so I will be okay in terms of the whole eating thing. I won't be you know just relying on ramen noodles, um, which is good. Um, <laughs> but it's you know a lot that I have to to learn. I went from you know my parents' house to a dorm room for two years, and then back to my parents' house, and and now to an apartment. So uh, kind of skipped that apartment step in college, but it's okay because you know I've gotten to. Uh, ask for a lot of help from people around me who have done it before. And of course, my parents are really supportive. So uh, any question that I have, they are always there to to help. And that's always good. You know, that's what that's what parents are there for, you know, to to help you find your way through this crazy maze that we call life. Um, you know, for me personally, you know, when we got sent home in, in March, uh, yeah, of course, I was a little upset and, and sad that we were missing our second semester. But you know, I, if I reflect on it, which I did a lot, um, you know, especially going into 2021, like I, you know, felt as, as personally for me that I gr have grown so much, uh, because of my family. I think sometimes we kind of forget how important family is and we just kind of like, Oh, you know, I see them every day or, you know, as we see them once a month or something, but being with family is, is so important because that's the place where you feel loved and you're, you're, you know, there's judgment. It's a judgment free zone. And, you know, you, you laugh, you cry, you hang out. Um, you know, and for me personally, like I, when I left for school, uh, last year, freshman year, like I, I missed my family immensely. You know, I was, you know, even though they're only four hours away, which isn't, you know, not terrible. They're not like across the country or anything, but even, even just four hour drive was, was hard and, um, it took me a while to get over it. But, you know, I think, we have to understand how important family is, you know? Yes. It, family is so important to me. I mean, <laughs> I, as I said, being an only child, I'm very, very close with my parents. I always have been. And, um, you know, college was, a, was a big adjustment. This will be a big adjustment, but you know, I know that I'll get to see them very soon. And I'm very grateful, um, that we have all of this technology now because of, uh, you know, the kind of separation that we've all had to have. So now I can really be able to contact them in a lot of different ways, whether it's, you know, FaceTime, a phone call, Zoom, uh, Skype, whatever, um, even just writing them a card in the mail. Uh, we have a lot of different ways we can stay connected uh, while we're kind of all separated apart. And, um, you know, that's kind of one of the one of the good things, I think, about this is that we can all stay connected with each other. Um, even if, you know, whether you've just moved out of your house or, or, you know, obviously we're in a global pandemic, so we're all kind of separated anyways. Um, we can all stay connected. Right. And, you know, it was, for me and my family, um, you know, a lot of my relatives mm -hmm. live in, in Europe, in, in Spain and France. And I think the last time I saw my grandparents was 
goodness, over a year and a half ago, um, just because, you know, when quarantine and, 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 you know, the global pandemic started, you couldn't go anywhere. You couldn't travel. You couldn't, you know, it was like basically forbidden to even leave the country because, you know, of the just everything that was going on. And thankfully, as you were saying, you know, with all the new technology we have, FaceTime, Zoom, you know, phones, you know, thankfully we get to see them over FaceTime. But uh, it's definitely not the same experience as if it was in person and you could go and you could see them and give them a hug. Um, but I think that goes for like a, a lot of people, you know, because I think, you know, as we know, the coronavirus is, is more, I guess, deadly, I guess you could say, to to older people. And a lot of people couldn't see their uh, older relatives, you know. It, it is. And I'm, you know, I'm very grateful that I can stay connected with my family in Western New York. You know, it's nothing like like being across an ocean, but. Um, during this time, it really has felt like, you know, we've, we've had that separation because I haven't had, I haven't gotten the chance to really see all of them, um, in, in, in a little bit. So especially my grandparents haven't had the chance to see them, but, you know, we can FaceTime, we phone call, we can text. Um, there's a lot of different opportunities there to just try to make the best of the situation and stay connected. Right. Well, I want to finish off the show with a little bit of a segment here. Um, for the listeners, Tara's a big yes. Buffalo Bills fan. And the Bills are heading Woo! to the AFC Championship game <laughs> against Kansas City. That was def- uh, yesterday, Kansas City beat the Browns. Uh, that, was, that, that game itself, uh, I was watching and, and really wanted the Browns to win. because Just, just because I, I wanted to see Baker Mayfield against Josh Allen. Um, but what what are your like thoughts as a, as a Bills fan to to see where they've come the, like even just the past yeah, two years? So, uh, for those that don't know, I'm originally from Western New York. Um, I moved to Connecticut when I was really little, but my entire family lives there. Um, I have you know my grandfather who worked for the Bills for many years, and my mom who worked for the Bills for a while as well. Um, both of them when the Bills went to four straight Super Bowls in the '90s, and the in 2017, we broke a 17-year playoff drought streak, and that began in 2000, which was conveniently the year I was born. So I'm convinced that my cousins thought I was a curse <laughs> until I was 17. Um, no, I'm just kidding. But, um, it, you know, four years ago <laughs> when Sean McDermott took over and, and we made the playoffs, I will never forget that moment when um, <laughs> the Bengals and Dalton uh, successfully, like, it was like fourth and like 12 or something like fourth and long. And they were going for it at the end of the game. They're playing Baltimore. Baltimore was playing to get in. If they won, they were in and the bills were out and we had done our job, but everyone was sitting there watching this Ravens Bengals game and praying. And then all of a sudden Andy Dalton throws a pass and the receiver runs like this was not really that close to the end zone. I remember, I don't remember exactly how far it was, but it seemed like forever. And he scored a touchdown and the Bengals won and the bills were going to the playoffs for the first time in my entire life. And it was like, I like, I was sitting <laughs> on the floor, not even in a chair. I like jumped up as high as I think I ever have. And it was just like a crazy moment. We were not supposed to make the playoffs that year. Um, the next year, we did okay. I don't remember it being that exciting. I don't believe we did not make the playoffs. And then last year we did, and we lost in heartbreaking fashion to the Texans. And Josh Allen said basically he wasn't going to get over this until they started playing again. And 
you're talking about hard work and perseverance. He basically reconstructed his entire throwing motion in in the off season uh, during a global pandemic. And he's now, in my opinion, one of the MVP candidates. And that's not just because I'm a Bills fan. I really think he has done a great job. He's still making some of those mistakes that we saw in that Houston Texans game uh, last year. We definitely saw those mistakes in the wild card round this year, uh, getting sacked for like 20 yards and fumbling. And, you know, that was not his best moment. But I think, you know, we've seen the production. We've seen the change in mindset. We've seen the leadership in Josh Allen. And I mean, hey, trust the process. That's essentially what we talked about in this whole show. As Bill, as a Bills fan, I, I'm doing that as well. Yeah, I mean, this entire season, I, mean, I remember watching – I'm a Patriots fan, and sadly we didn't make the playoffs, but I remember watching the Bills last year and being like, oh, like, this team is, is legit. Like, they're actually picking up some steam. And I was like, hopefully they can, you know, maintain it into 2020. And, of course, the, you know, the pandemic happened and everything was going on. So, you know, as we know, sports kind of ceased to exist for a couple of months and they came back. And, I mean, when I watch this Bills team, it's like mm-hmm. they are just on. And, of course, as you said, you know, they have their off games and, and, and Allen has a couple of mistakes that, you know, he's working on. But, you know, I remember watching the wild card game this year and I was like, this team is legit. And they are like, this is a – powerhouse of a team like they aren't messing around you know they're not messing around they're trying to get to the super bowl mm-hmm. uh as fast as possible and, and it showed nobody's you know, having more really fun showed. right now than the buffalo bills and the entire nfl i think you just <laughs> you feel that energy when they play it's just different uh it's different than i've ever seen as a fan and it's you know for for my parents um and you know for some of my cousins who you know remember the playoff run and the super bowl run Anyway, so yeah, so yeah, like this this Bills team is phenomenal, and they have had a, a, just a great season. Um, I actually remember watching the wild card game, and the commentators were saying that the like instead of having like six, I mean, I think you guys had like roughly six thousand fans in the stadium um, this past weekend. I mean, he was saying it sounded like there was sixty thousand of you guys in there. Like that's how amped <laughs> everybody was. Yeah, there was that bad snap that went over. Lamar's head right before he got hurt and then they had like false start false start and they kept backing him up and they were literally on you know inches away from their own end zone and the crowd was just it was you know that that is a Buffalo game having been to a few Bills games in my life that's what you can expect with you know 70,000 people in Bills Stadium but with I believe there was like 6,700 specifically. Like mm-hmm. it was just crazy. And just to see the whole city just be so excited about the Bills moving forward. And even now, you know, this weekend being my first weekend here in the Elmira area, people were, you know, walking around with their Bills gear on. There was somebody on, you know, Saturday, which is the day we played, you know, saying, let's go, Buffalo, as they like passed the uh, little area and coals that had bills gear out and um they were like yeah it's playoff day it was just it's just this whole energy with the bills fan base uh the bills mafia so it's just really cool to watch this team you know as a fan and you know as someone who likes sports broadcasting yeah well good luck to you guys next weekend against uh kc it's definitely gonna be a an interesting game because no one knows yeah 
with Mahomes, he's apparently he has a concussion um, from last night's game against the Browns. So, I mean, who knows if he's going to be even playing. Um, but it's going to be a really interesting game. And I'm, I'm very excited to watch that game. I'm no very question. excited. <laughs> Sunday, 640, tune in. This is, it's not even my show, but just tune in and watch it's, it. It's going to be uh, – are they playing – no, they're going to Kansas City, I think, right? Yeah, K, KC is the number one seed, so it's a 1-2 matchup in the AFC. Wow, that's going to be uh, that's going to be a fun game. That's going to be a really fun game. Definitely, but, with uh, Brady Rogers preceding it and then going right into Allen and Mahomes. It'll be fun. That was, that was a good game. I, I enjoyed watching the Tampa Bay Saints game last night, even though it was sad to see that it was uh, Drew Brees' last game. Um, you know, that, that was, like Brady, you know, love of my life. Um, <laughs> he, just, he, he, just, he just showed why he is just one of those top-tier quarterbacks, you know, along with Allen and, and Rogers and all those guys and, and Mahomes, like, you know, he's 42, 43. I'm, I'm blanking on his age right now. I think it's 42. Or he's or he's turning – I, I, I'm forgetting his age. But, you know, he, he's in his 40s, and he just took, you know, Tampa Bay, who hasn't been in the playoffs in a while, to the NFC, you know, championship game. No brag. I'm not bragging or anything. But, <laughs> um, well, anyway, thank you so much, Tara, for joining us on the show. I think we've run out of time here. But uh, best of luck at your new job. We're all rooting for you at Park. Um, and hopefully, you know, congrats on graduating in a couple of months. It's a very big accomplishment. Hopefully I'll be graduating in, in the two years or so, but, uh, thank you so much, Tara. Yeah. Thank you so much, Gabe, for having me. And if anyone uh, has any questions or anything about, uh, broadcasting or journalism, please let me know. I'd be so happy to offer any advice that I can. So thank you again for having me and go bills. See ya. My sense is telling me